Welcome to the Strategic Planning Podcast with financial coach Mike Flanders. With more than 40 years of experience in the financial services industry, Mike knows the X's and O's that'll help you achieve your financial goals. It's time for the Strategic Planning Podcast. Hey, everybody. Welcome into this week's edition of the podcast. Thanks for listening to Strategic Planning with Mike Flanders and myself. Uh, we are taping this podcast one day after the election. And as uh, as we, I think, Mike, you and I had mentioned, no idea who the winner is going to be yet. And I don't think we're going to know for a bit. So we're not going to spend too much time in that arena. But how are you? Yeah, I'm, I'm doing well. You're tempted to watch all the talking heads, and it is an absolute waste of time. But oh, I yeah. wasted some time last night, unfortunately. And um, I like a lot of us. Yeah, you know, you, you see the same things over and over again, and they're dissecting and pureeing and grinding and all kinds of different food things uh, to try and keep eyeballs watching. And uh, so I, I slept through point. some of it and watched some of it. And then finally said, enough, let's go to bed. So. Right. <laughs> well, we had thought about having a conversation about what it might look like for our listeners, for you know your clients moving forward, depending on who might have won. Obviously, as we said, that's you know at the time we're taping this, we have no idea. So what we're going to do instead is talk about some of the things that are in place or that are still possibly uh, going to be done from a um, you know from these some of these acts that have been passed through earlier in the year. So we're going to spend some time this podcast on that, like the CARES Act, right? So obviously, uh, and the Secure Act, and the various different things that were passed this year. So what's what's going on with the CARES Act? Kind of like a 2.0, I guess, conversation. Yeah. Yeah. Um, th- there's a, a variety of things that have gone on from the. Uh, CARES uh, Act that was passed at the end of, or earlier this year, I should say. That was the first uh, stimulus pandemic, bill. Yeah. Right. First one came along. And, you know, the the big feature out of that was if you had income under, I think it was $150,000, maybe, I'm not sure the number anymore, but uh, you got $1,200 per person and then some amount for kids. So, you know, some people, a lot of people got checks yeah. uh, and mm-hmm. that sort of thing. Uh, you had the PPP, Payroll Protection Program for businesses, uh, supposed to be for small businesses, but some figured out how to get some millions of dollars out of it, even uh, though they had lots and lots of employees and wouldn't be considered small in any circumstance. But then again, some of those gave that back. So there's a lot that's swimming around out there. And the latest is, I think they're calling it CARES 4. Uh, CARES 4 oh, uh, CARES 4, okay. Whatever. Yeah. And uh, it's um, been being bandied about between uh, the House leadership and the president's spokesman or whatever, Mnuchin, uh, Pelosi, and so forth. And um, a lot of people felt like it's been something that uh, from on, on both sides uh, was a political football leading up to the election. And now that the election's over, it will probably pass this week. Uh, <laughs> or they'll come to an agreement, I should say. Well, yeah, and, with, um, the con- with the contention of the election, yeah, who knows? That's, uh, that's a great point. Uh, well, they may kind of find uh, some common ground now and just go ahead and get things done. A lot of times, as, especially if it looks like we are going to have a change, um, you know, they might be more inclined to make something happen in that, that arena. So that's a good point. Yeah, yeah, they feel like, you know, there is a need for something there. Um, people have different opinions on that. I certainly do. And I, I think it's just too broad stroke and not targeted enough at the people that are really hurting uh, if you are going to do something like that. But uh, at any rate, uh, $2 trillion is the number that's kind of been negotiated around. Uh, and and um, so now McConnell and Pelosi have both said they would like to come to the table with Mnuchin and get something done. So we may see something before year end here to help uh, with the uh, with people. Of course, 
we had a major increase in the GDP uh, this last quarter, ending September 30th of 33.1%. So, I mean, it seems as though things are on the mend, employment's increasing, people going back to work. Uh, as long as we don't have uh, more shutdowns and, you know, uh, expansion of the virus stuff and all like that. that uh, right, which we're at the time why. of this podcast, we're seeing that obviously in Europe. Um, yeah, more and yeah, more right. places. So, you know, depending on who becomes president, will that happen? Will that not happen? And right. will, will, will some more of the spending affect our taxes? I think it's already been pretty well established that we're probably going to, you know, if we do have a presidential change, we're probably going to see taxes raised possibly as soon as next year. Yeah, yeah, it, it could be. And, um, but uh, one thing that is um, uh, out there that's uh, got bipartisan support and has been being worked on for a bit mm-hmm. is uh, what is called, uh, being referred to as the Secure Act 2.0, okay. um, as opposed to the CARES Act 4. Yeah, and uh, Secure Act was put in place prior to COVID even happening. Yes, yeah. uh, tw- at the end of 2019. Mm-hmm. And um, one of the things that most people remember is it changed the required minimum distribution starting age from 70 and a half to age 72, and also allowed for people to continue to make contributions to traditional IRAs beyond age 70 and a half, if, yep. assuming they continue to have earnings that would qualify them to make a contribution. So that was what the original Secure Act of 2019 uh, was best known for. 2.0 uh, takes some of that a little further. Like, for instance, uh, the beginning age for required minimum distributions, or RMDs, as they're often referred to, is being proposed to move from age 72 to age 75. So that gives you a, a little bit longer time to allow that money to percolate inside your plan and grow tax deferred uh, before you do have to start taking it out. But they also have, are adding with the plan as it's written right now before it goes uh, you know, for a vote and, and committee uh, reconciliation and so forth. It allows a couple of other things, um, such as on, that, on the RMD front, the um, in, increase to age 75 before you have to start. Still can continue to contribute to the plans uh, just like you can now after 70 and a half. There's another feature that they are talking about in here, which uh, would allow for small businesses that start up a new retirement plan. So the 2019 plan has um, increased the existing, the prior credit of $500 for plan startup expenses to be a 50% credit up to a maximum of $5,000. That's the cap. The new 2.0 version would change that percentage from 50% up to a 100% credit. So if your startup expenses were, they're not going to be this much likely for a small employer plan, but were $10,000 under the former plan uh, that was instituted under the Secure Act of 2019, you got 50% of that up to a cap of 5,000. So if your costs were 10,000, you get the full $5,000 credit because 50% of 10,000 is 5,000. Now you could get a 100% credit on that $10,000. So uh, that's, that's nice. A second thing is that there is a savers credit that most people uh, can take advantage of on their tax return if their income is under 65,000. Well, they're gonna bump that up to $80,000 and that's for joint filers, it's less for uh, individual filers. The credit now is um, rather complicated. It could be 10% of the amount you save into a retirement account. It could be 20%. It could be 50%. And it's capped off at $1,000 maximum credit. Well, they're going to bump that up to just a single 50% credit 
of the amount that you contribute with a cap of $1,500. So if you put $3,000 in, you get the $1,500 credit as long as your income is not above $80,000. Another matter is um, 401k contributions. Right now, if you have an employer that matches contributions, that money goes into your 401k account and accumulates along with your own employee contributions. The new um, structure under Secure 2.0 would allow for 401k contribution matches from an employer to go to student loan repayments. That's kind of wild. Yeah. Uh, so it, it, uh, I'm, I'm assuming it would be tax free, just like the contributions are to the 401k, but they could just be applied to student loan repayments. Don't know about that for sure, but it, it would seem that would be the case. There's some automatic enrollment things now uh, for 401ks that the employee um, can be put into if the employer chooses to do that. Well, it would be the required default going forward. So everybody kind of gets automatically enrolled into 401k plans if the employer offers one. And then here's one that I like. Um, you know, right now, if you're over 50 you or 50 uh, or older, you uh, can do catch-up contributions in IRAs and 401ks. Right now in 401ks, it's $5,000 is the amount you can add to the base limit uh, on those plans. They're going to increase that if you're 60 or over, it's 10000 So you still have the fifth age 50 catch-up contribution, but if you've reached 60, that bumps up to 10000 And uh, so that's nice. People that are doing qualified charitable distributions from their IRAs, if they're 70 and a half or older. By the way, that 70 and a half age for qualified charitable distributions did not change up to the 72 age and doesn't go up to age 75. So as long as you're 70 and a half, you can do the QCDs, qualified charitable distributions. The limit has been $100,000. They're bumping it up to $130,000, kind of an inflationary increase, I guess. And they're going to allow you to put those qualified charitable distributions into a charitable remainder trust if you have one. So that's a nice little benefit there. And then, like we said, going from 72 to 75 before you start the RMD. So a lot of things that are in this things uh, in this um, new act, some don't apply to you, some do. A lot of stuff to take advantage of if it applies to you. Yeah, and I think a lot of folks... There are a lot of the changes that went through in the Secure Act, Mike, then got kind of some tweaks to it with the CARES Act uh, because of COVID and everything that was going on. So there's yes. there's some planning and some retirement th- strategies and some things in here that it may be worthwhile revisiting and taking a look at because we you know we all got derailed obviously this year uh, in trains of thought and things that we might have been thinking about. So uh, I would definitely say it's probably worth having a conversation with your advisor or reaching out to someone like yourself and saying. What, am I planning for this correctly, especially with the RMD change? I think that's yes. a big one for a lot of people. Yeah. And we're, we're at the year end. I mean, you know, here we are in the last two months of the year. It's, it's a good time to kind of tighten some things up. I'm seeing a couple of folks today for that very reason. Uh, just to make sure, are we on the right track? Where are we going to be taking income from to be most effective from a tax uh, standpoint and, and other, uh, other considerations, uh, you know, things along the lines of estate planning, uh, you know, if uh, the Democrat nominee gets in, he said he's eliminating the uh, step up in basis for um, assets that you inherit upon a person's death and go back to what's called carryover basis, where you retain the cost basis for figuring out, do you have a gain on the sale or, or uh, and is it taxable? So, I mean, there's some things uh, that are potentially going to happen there. But again, if you have divided government where you've got one part of the, uh, the government is in one party's hand and another part is in the other, 
sometimes nothing happens and that can be a good thing. <laughs> true. That's true. Yeah. I mean, we're just in a situation where we're just not going to know at the time of this podcast anyway, how it's going to play out. So there's definitely some more things to come down the pike. But as always, if you've got questions or you're unsure about how some of the uh, rules that are already in place might affect you, definitely reach out and talk with someone like Mike, a financial coach here in the Carolinas area. Uh, And of course, as we, you know, taxes and things of that nature, all that's a good conversation to have anyway when it comes to, you know, social security claiming strategies and just all those pieces that are kind of going to make up your retirement plan uh, is worth having that conversation. And again, how some of the uh, Secure Act rules, CARES Act rules, and and then possibly final stimulus rules as the year winds down, or even a presidential change, may affect you. So if you've got questions, as always, reach out to Mike and give him a call. Have a conversation before you take any action. You should always do that so you can talk more about your specific situation. Three three six 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 eight forty three thirty eight. That's three three six 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 eight four three three eight. And of course, as always, we you know, appreciate your time on the podcast. If you haven't subscribed to us yet, consider doing so. Uh, as strategic planning, you can simply just type that into whatever app you're using. If you have on your phone, Apple or Google or Spotify or something like that, uh, just type in strategic planning in the search box. You'll be able to find it and follow. Uh, hit the follow button or the heart button or whatever it might be uh, for the various different apps and just download the app if you haven't done so. Or you can go to Mike's website to find out more and you can also uh, get access to all that stuff on the website as well at spcinvesting.com. It's spcinvesting.com for Strategic Planning Corporation. And there's tons of uh, good information on the website as well, a lot of good tools, tips, and resources. And so with that, Mike, I think we're going to get out of here this week. Uh, I'm sure like a lot of folks, uh, but you and I are tired. We probably stayed up too late last night. <laughs> yeah, I think so. And, uh, you know, I'll, I'll leave uh, folks with this. Uh, you know, a, a lot of stuff here, uh, a lot of things that cause concern for people. And back at the first of the year, we had a uh, best year ever uh, type workshop. Uh, I think it was early February. And, you know, it's interesting, the things that we talk about that are important for people to consider, you know, like their family, their finances, uh, their estates, their avocations, their jobs, their careers. And there's all these, always this one that's called spiritual. And, um, you know, th- I think there's a reason for that. It's, it's the only one that lasts forever. And so this other stuff, it doesn't last. It's not as important as important stuff, but not as important as the spiritual stuff. So I would focus on that and not uh, so much on the temporal things that come and go and wax and wane. So enjoy you know, your life and, and take stock of it. Very well said. I'll see you next time, my friend, here on the podcast. Take care of yourself. All right. Thank you, Mark. You have a great week. You as well. And I'll see you in a couple of weeks. And folks, we'll see you next time here on Strategic Planning with Mike Flanders. Information is for illustrative purposes only and does not constitute tax, investment, or legal advice. Always consult with a qualified investment, legal, or tax professional before taking any action.